0: This is Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. What are you actually doing here today, Eddie? I have
1: absolutely no idea. We're in Wapping Studios, and they come down and said, we're filming all day. Can you come down for a content shoot or content catch? I've walked in, there's a, some TV show set up, unscripted or something. Are you doing it, Coogan? Coogan's here, Joe Corden's here, just seen Ebony Bridges. Um, Johnny Fisher's here. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't really know what's going on. They just will me in Umar and say, talk. And then you bumped in and new were here with him. So you were like, oh, quick 10 minutes. So here we are.
0: How was uh, Matrim's Christmas party? Yeah, it was good.
1: You know, mate, these days I can't last much later than half 10, but it was, um, I, I gave a speech on the night. It's, it's amazing to see the growth of the company. I mean, there's over a hundred people there working for Matrim worldwide. Like it used to be literally six people in the Romford Chinese. Now we're hiring out nightclubs and restaurants. and. It's been a great year got great people working with us and we like to create a great environment and we like to reward people and we like to give people the opportunity to become successful and move through the business and achieve in, in their own right so nice end to the year a lot of work to do now big meetings tomorrow to map out and, and lock in the schedule for the early part of, of next year and ready to attack a couple of days off over christmas and then straight back to it
0: and he quickly discuss uh, the other night with josh warrens and how do you reflect on the loss and also the scorecard, it's been talked about a lot online. I
1: thought it was a great fight. I thought it was a, a fight between two tremendous featherweights, elite featherweights. Lopez, very good, we knew that. Josh started really badly, but Lopez come out the, the traps really sharp. Felt like Lopez won most of the, uh, the first half of the fight, and Warrington won most of the back end of the fight. With four rounds to go, I thought he needs to win three out of four or four rounds, all four rounds, to win this fight. And I gave him at least three of the last four. When I got in the ring, I was like, it's it's difficult because you get in and the corner goes, oh, we've won that. And I'm like, I said, it's very close, very close. When I heard 114, 114, I thought, about right for me. Two at 115, 113. And I did think, champion in Leeds, I think we'll get this. And obviously it went to Lopez. So, fight that could have gone either way. No massive complaints, just. I think a a slow start from Josh Warrington, but a great fight. And and that's what happens when you're fighting
0: elite level fighters. And he's declared Josh Warrington that he wants to carry on. So is the aspirations another world title shot perhaps in America? Or is it that that fight with Lee Wood? Do you know what? I don't think a lot's
1: changed. Because before that fight, it was either fight Lee Wood or fight in America. Now obviously he has to do it without a belt, which makes it a little bit more difficult. But we're trying to lock in Lee Wood against Maurizio Lara. You've seen Leo Santa Cruz has, has stepped away. So Lee Wood is the super champ with the WBA. He wants to fight Maurizio Lara, which is just a just, just tremendous fight which we'd love to make. And I think the winner of that can fight Josh Warrington. So it won't be a unification, but not a great deal changes for Josh Warrington in that respect.
0: You're going to do your best to try and avoid that BT clash on Jan 28th, would better be yeah, a viaduct. Mean,
1: Jan 28th you know, was our January date. But at the same time, you don't want to clash too much. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Um, if we do move it, we'll move it to February the 4th. But we were supposed to be going at Madison Square Garden on February 4th, so that would move to February 11th. So, again, tomorrow is the meeting with the zone to lock in that global schedule, and, and we'll have an announcement on that before Christmas.
0: And I'm sure tomorrow it will be discussed about uh, the potential rematch uh, for Anthony Joshua and Dillian White. Is that the most likely fight? Uh,
1: probably not next. I mean, look, AJ's going to fight end of March, it looks like. I don't think that will necessarily be Dillian White, but the issue at the moment, it's not even a big issue, Is as you know, it's been well-documented, He's out working with trainers and building a training team. You can't really lock in the opponent until the training team is in place because they're going to be a key part of that decision. So I expect that. We we pretty much know the date that he's going to fight. It's going to be in the UK. um, And we have a list of four or five opponents. Dillian White is on that list. It's just whether that's the one that happens in March or that's the one that happens in June, July. We'll have to see.
0: With that being said, you said obviously he hasn't locked in a, a training team yet. When you were in discussions for the Tyson Fury fight for December, how was Joshua going to go into a fight without a training team? He yeah. training team. It was the same
1: one. I mean, don't forget, it was a few weeks after the Usyk fight. Nothing had really changed. He would go into that, that fight with the same training team. Since then, he's taken some time. He's travelled around. It's not that he's actually necessarily going to be completely changing his training team. He's just going, as you've seen, where he's been, speaking to those trainers to see if he's going to add or what he's going to do. Camp starts for him at the beginning of January. So he wanted to go into those gyms, meet people and see what he's going to do. Maybe there's no changes, or maybe there
0: is. I do want to read you a quote from uh, your guy, Anthony Joshua, uh, when he was asked who he'd want to fight more, Tyson Fury with Dillian White. Um, has to be white, South London, North London. Fury's good, but he's a Manchester boy. I think Dillian has more swag. Thoughts on his comments? I, mean, I don't
1: know the context of the interview at all. I mean, they might be talking about tear ups. They might be talking about beef in boxing. Um, AJ's wanted to fight Fury for a long time he also has always loved the Dillian White fight because he enjoyed the first one so I don't know the context of the interview I'm sure there's a bit more to it than just a line of quotes but yeah I think Fury, Dillian White, anybody, Wilder they're all fights for him and I do think he'll fight Tyson Fury but you know, I feel like as well Joshua has a lot more trust and faith that the Dillian White fight could happen a lot quicker than the Tyson Fury one
0: did you see Gareth A Davis's comments uh, about your remarks about Fury's resume and Joshua's resume? You said, obviously, Joshua's is better. Thoughts on Gareth's comments? Yeah, I don't know. He's a strange one, Gareth. He's kind of, he's gone a bit, yeah, I don't know what's happened to him, really.
1: Um, turned into a massive hater. Quite liked him before. But, yeah, strange guy. But um, you showed before you came in. I thought
0: you got a good working relationship with
1: I Gary. Do, I do, but he's just gone completely rogue on us. I don't know. Weird, weird. What did he say that was out of line
0: about the resumes Then
1: not just that, just everything in the last few months, really. But um, I people just,
0: have been on you about that resume comparison. Yeah, it's just my opinion, Umar. Like
1: at the end of the day, if you map out the the succession of fights, you can't compare them. You can't. You know, when, when someone says yeah, he 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 fought Deontay Wilder three times, it's the same person, right? And he beat him every single time. Like, I I don't... You know, we're talking about a run on a resume, right? I'm talking about a consistent run. I'm not talking about throwing in Tom Schwartz and throwing in Pianetta and Christian Hammer and these guys. I'm talking about consecutive one after the other. And I believe, on paper, that resume of fights, that run of fights, is much stronger than Tyson Fury's. Don't have to agree with me. It's fine.
0: What if he goes and beats Usyk in February or March?
1: I think that's... uh, puts him in a tremendous position, puts him pound-for-pound number one, uh, in my opinion. So that, I think so. I think Usyk, I think right now, I mean, look, I think it's harsh to take the pound-for-pound slot away from Canelo Alvarez after a Bivol defeat, but they did it, and I understand. So I think Terence Crawford or Alexander Usyk is the current pound-for-pound number one. I think if Tyson Fury beats Alexander Usyk, there's a very good case for making him pound-for-pound number one.
0: That's fair enough. Um... It seems like the attitude from Tyson Fury, from Frank Warren, is that we want the Usyk fight, obviously, undisputed, and then we're looking at Joe Joyce. Them removing Anthony Joshua from the picture. Tyson did an interview with Coogan the other day. If it was going to happen, it would have happened in December, just gone. When Chisora stepped up and manned up, stepped up to the plate. I guarantee you, you will not see it. 100%. Like you didn't see Frotch-Carlzaghi, you didn't see Hatton, Witter, you didn't see Amir Khan versus any of them. It's not happening, Mosh. 100%. Not happening. said, absolutely not happening, 100%. Your thoughts on that?
1: Then he does another interview saying, I will not be happy with my career unless I fight Anthony Joshua. If you're going to take one word he says seriously, then you're a mug. But he's entertaining and he's a showman. If you think, I mean, you'd have to be quite daft to think they're going to fight Joe Joyce over Anthony Joshua when the Anthony Joshua fight is worth seven, eight, nine, ten times as much money. We'll see. At the moment, there's no real point discussing it because AJ's focused on March, early April and um, Fury may well fight Usyk.
0: Who's the biggest star now, Fury or Joshua?
1: Mm, I mean, people watching this will say, come on, Eddie, but I know the numbers. You know, at the end of the day, Tyson Fury against Derek Chisora did less than 300,000 buys on pay-per-view, right? AJ could fight you and do 500,000 buys on pay-per-view. So, we shall see.
0: But look, maybe
1: you know, he's got a fight
0: coming up. We'll see how that does. Eddie, the uh, WBA ordered um, Alexander Usyk to defend his belts against Daniel Dubois. Now, we know that situation's probably not going to happen because the undisputed will take place. But in terms of your guy and Kalis Allen's guy, Philip Hergovic, so our understanding was the IBF was next because you re- requested immediate purse, etc. So, with that WBA being the next in the rotation, where does this leave well, Philip Hergovic? not
1: confirmed. But at the, the end of the day, you know, Daniel Dubois should be pushing... For that fight now, I mean, he'll probably get told not to. But you know, if he's his own man, he should be put, pushing for that fight. We're obviously pushing for Philip Hergovic's position, and we'll have to see how it plays out. There's a lot happening behind the scenes. Obviously, undisputed fight is good for boxing, but at the same time, we have to respect the, the rights of, of the fighter.
0: So, are you saying the IBF still could go? First, ahead of the WBA, so there's, there's ongoing discussions about the whole situation. Okay, um, Eddie, uh, again, Coogan did an interview the other day with uh, Lawrence Acolis, the first time he spoke, um, since there seems to be a bit of a fallout with you with yourself. So, what did you make of Lawrence's interview? I haven't
1: really, I've only seen clips like you know that on Instagram stories and stuff like that. Um, I think, I mean, a lot of what Lawrence said is not correct. We never asked him for 500,000 pounds at all. Um, he has a fight left on his contract that's our legal position um you know he claims that the extra fight you know was was signed off by his team and not him but yet he accepted all the terms of that fight and never mentioned it after um so you know not a lot to say really it's a disappointing situation but it will be played out how it plays out
0: eddie a point that lawrence made was you said that you've lost money on him in fights and sometimes can be boring on the eye. I think he's going to be the first to meant that in some of his fights. So why are you so insistent on keeping someone for one more fight that you keep losing money on?
1: Because we have a contract, contract with him where we have delivered for him on every single level. Someone interfered with that contract, offered him more money, and he wanted to take the money rather than honour the deal in his contract. Thus, what we have done for the entire deal, which is honour the contract... And pay him a hell of a lot of money and lose a hell of a lot of money consecutively over time. It's not really about, you know, it's just about, um, it's just about what's right and wrong. But it doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to lose bundles of sleep over it. We've done a tremendous job for Lawrence Akole. We've delivered on every single level, as has 258, who he also left. Um, And that's the situation. Had one fight left, got a big offer. Wanted to leave. You can't just, when you're under contract, you can't just come and say, I've had this great offer. Come on, you've got got to let me take it. It's like, well, hang on a minute, you have a fight left under the agreement. The situation is, you play it out over time where he wants to say, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the contract has expired. At the end of the day, the contract expires because he's chosen not to fight under that term. There's still a fight left under the agreement and the interfering party, of course, will be dealt with.
0: He said that though, he came to you when that offer uh, came in from Sky and said that, I don't even want you to match it, just come close and I'll stick with Matram. I'm happy with Matram. So how comes that offer wasn't made from yourself?
1: Because the offer, which I've seen to be the face of Sky Sports Boxing, was in my opinion, not a representation of the right value for Lawrence Acoli. You are quite right. Sky interfered with his contract. Sky offered him a deal while he was under contract. And ultimately that is the reason why Lawrence Acoli wants to leave because he got offered more money. Understand it. Also understand and respect the contract. I don't necessarily every fighter should be wanting to make as much money as possible. Um, the contractual negotiations were beyond that, and they come to us and they said, "Here is I saw the document. The face of Sky. We've had this conversation plenty of time. The face of Sky Sports Boxing. Here's the money. This is the money I've been offered." What do you think? And I said, no, we, you know, we won't be getting near that number. But you have a fight left and you know, we'll see what happens from there. Of course, he wants to leave because he's been offered a great deal. Sky interfered with his contract and so did Boxer. And obviously, that's the reason we're in this position.
0: Just picking us back up. We're not editing anything. No, no, it's yeah, just yeah, running yeah. out of battery, but people will still think. Um, he's saying that he didn't consent to this. So when you put that extra fight in, he's saying... Go on.
1: I'm not going to go into it too much. What I'll tell you is this. He had a fight on the Anthony Joshua card, okay? He was to fight for the world title. The fight fell through on Monday or Tuesday of fight week, okay? We had two options. Take him off the card or find somebody else to fight, okay? The legal representative that is assigned within his agreement signed off on everything, okay? And Lawrence Acoli knew everything about it. Basically, if... He had a situation where we found Jaszewski, who was completely awful. Sorry, Jaszewski. And obviously, we said, look, you're not going to get world title money. So this is a fight outside of your agreement. Here is the money for this fight, which is different to your money that's in the contract. This will be an additional fight within the contract. Of course, he said, yes, I want to fight. So if that was not a contractual fight, why did he accept a much smaller purse, to fight that fight outside of his agreement. Everything is documented. The legal representative within the contract and the team approved everything in writing. There's no argument in that respect. But, of course, look, you know, um, we know our position. He claims to know his position. I'm really not going to lose sleep about it. It'll be dealt with and whatever happens, happens.
0: We know the WBO of Extended Purse bids for him and uh, David Light. Are you going to be bidding for that fight?
1: We were under contract to bid for that fight. We have a contractual obligation to bid for that fight.
0: Okay, will you go in hard for it? Or?
1: We'll, we'll bid what we, what we need to to make sure that we honour our agreement.
0: Okay, just quickly as well, Connor Ben put out a statement the other day. Her thoughts on his statement?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's very eager to get things going. You know, he wants to obviously make sure that the truth is out there. Can't say too much. Um, what's happening You me? He could, but um, he, yeah, he, he's just desperate for you to all hear the news, so drop in soon.
0: Um, Last one, Chris Eubank Jr. uh, was insistent that he wasn't told about the first failed test and only found out about it 10 days before the fight when the camp essentially was done. So, thoughts on these comments, Eubank Jr.'s? Oh,
1: there was a confidentiality in place. We only found out, people will get confused with, when Eubank says, I wouldn't have taken the fight if I knew about the first test. We didn't know about the first test till well after the fight was agreed. So, obviously... The British Boxing Border Control knew about the test the same time as us. They were dealing with the situation, and him, his team was made aware of the fight. But of course, we didn't. It takes six weeks to get results. Can't say too much more. Watch this space. Conan Bern will be back very soon.
0: Enjoy your Pringles. Sports Social Podcast Network.